Michael, how are you, boy? I'm thrilled to talk to you, George, anytime. And I have to tell you, thank you for letting me follow that mound of socialist puffery they just had on the air about international poverty. It was phenomenal. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you on about? Seven. Well, I was just listening to an interview with the. We're going to raise women out of poverty because we're going to take people's stuff away from them and give it. We're going to take stuff away from George and give it to the poor. No, that's not Meanwhile, what he said. And you know that's not what he said. Beings have been lifted out of deep poverty in the 21st century thanks to capitalism, not to redistribution. But you have to redistribute, Mick. Stop talking claptrap. You like there's only the same amount of money, the same pot of money in the world. You've got to find a way. Like you think every single mother with a child is a freeloader. You think every person with a cup saying, uh, "Buddy, can you spare a dime?" is a freeloader. Yeah, and that's well, exactly wait, wait, the point. If you're begging for money. You are a beggar. That's not a change. But, uh, but. There- no, you're wrong about the pot of money. The pot of money grows. We, we, human beings are dynamic. They find new ways to create new wealth. If you believe in growth, that's what. That's once again how 700 million people have been uh, have gotten out of deep poverty, which means less than two dollars a day in income. And that was with capitalism, not taking people's money, letting people okay. make new wealth right. and create new money. One of the greatest uh, efforts of America to put, drive people into poverty was to pay waiters and waitresses below low-par wages, so they had to grovel uh, to get a few bucks from me at the end of dinner. Tipping is insidious, outrageous, and an affront to the human race. And Americans, well, at least some Americans, have finally realized that. Yeah, we've got a restaurant chain in New York City that's going to raise the price of everyone's food and then just pay a salary for workers. And what that means is all the great waiters that he has are going to leave because, like as myself, I waited tables. I loved getting uh, paid based on what I earned. That is the, 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 the job I did, bringing you your meal and bringing you your food and taking care of you and buttering you up. That was a huge suck-up, George, as you can tell, as I am here on the air with everyone at News Talk. And I loved it. I hate this idea that the lousiest rate, waiter in the best waiter are going to get paid the same. No, 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 no. If you walk out of an American restaurant because you've got crap service and you don't give them 15%, the waiter follows you down the street beating you over the head looking for the 15%. I, no, I, you're wrong. I, mean, I was in... You absolutely can stiff people, which is a zero tip, which I believe in stiffing, and I mean that in a polite way among friends, and we need more of it. Now, you're right, though, that more and more Americans won't do it. More and more Americans just pay the tip no matter what, and they say, if you ask them, George, it's because they're afraid that the waiter's going to spit in their food or dump the the drinks on them. So in that case, it's not a tip. It's a hostage payment. You're you're just paying protection money to Al Capone, your wait staff. Well, I remember staying in the building more in Providence and I got crap service. I went to bed, fell asleep. The next minute I'm woken from a deep sleep by the fella downstairs saying, you didn't put a 15% dinner and I said, no, I didn't because it's rubbish. And then he said, well, is it okay if I add it on now? And because I was half asleep to my eternal shame, I said, yes. Well, you should be ashamed. uh, Yeah, he shamed me into it. Stiffing is great. Stiffing, giving zero money for crap service is the way it's supposed to go and the and we want more of life george to be con- you, what you do equals what you get as opposed to your previous guest who said what george does equals what his neighbors get because his neighbors going to come take it from him and give it to them 
Yeah, but the other problem now is restaurants must be horrible places in America. The waiters are going to strike because they don't get a tip. And then women uh, are demanding that men buy dinner for them. What? Tell me about this. This is the worst thing I ever heard. All these feminists who are rabbiting on every day of the week now want men to buy them dinner as well. Well, no, wait, wait, this is from one of your British TV shows, and I'm not really familiar with that, but I watched the uh, video clip of it in the debate they were having on one of these, you know, couple, you know, creating couples TV shows. And the guy was whining about the fact that the woman wasn't paying. Look, there, there are two kinds of people. There are real men who buy dinner on a date, and then there are morons, which is women who go out with men who don't buy the dinner. There is no excuse for a guy not to pick up the check on a date, Why not? period. And Why every not? Real there man is. There that. is every reason. In my view, it is demeaning to women who are supposed to be equal. The good old days, women said, listen, we're second-class citizens. We're poor. Um, you know, we don't get this, that, and the other thing. Okay, men who rule the world then buy him dinner. Now women are saying, no, we're equal. We're absolutely equal. We're GIs. We're bus drivers. We're, we're everything. So, But we still want you to buy, buy me dinner. That is wrong. It's absolutely wrong. No, it's not. This is what men do. First of all, thank you, George Hook, for letting the whole world know you're a cheapskate and a cheap date. So, ladies, stay away from this guy. I, hang guys, on. I haven't been on a date in a while. You pick up the tab. If, late, uh, true story. True story. My lovely bride, Buttercup, she went out on a first date with a guy. Someone hooked, you know, hooked them up. She didn't know the guy. And he took her to a fast food Burger King joint. And she was, first of all, horrified that the date was at a, you know, <laughs> fast food joint. Second thing that killed her is she said, well, I'm not really, she doesn't really eat fast food. I'll just have some fries. He goes, oh, good. I'll order a meal that comes with fries. You can just eat my fries. He was too cheap to buy her fries. She never went out with him again. All right. Okay. I, look, women, you, your bride is a big one of these feminist dames as well. So she shouldn't be complaining. Anyway, listen, the lovely Julie, who I know very well, she can't be cribbing about about somebody not buying her dinner. They, the sooner we get to this equality stuff uh, over who buys dinner, the better. It's 50-50. Pay up, women. Oh, and that, that explains the, the greetings that you get in social circles when you show up. I also noticed, George, that you have yet to mention the number one issue in Ireland and Europe, which is migration, because you know that I'm going to laugh uproariously at the wild hypocrisy of your Euroweenie audience you, who no, are now doing everything they can to keep no, those brown people out of your country. No, I didn't do it because you because you would laugh. It, it, it was because I was going to agree with you. It's like we turn around and we, we bribe Turkey. It, it's appalling. We turn around Turkey and say, you know, we'll give you three billion bucks if you keep the guys in Turkey and don't let them over the border to us. It's outrageous. Then we say to 75 million Turks that we didn't want in Europe in the first place, well, listen, we'll give you visas. You can come over, but not the other dirty guys. It, I tell you, it's it's sickening. Why we just don't say, which you and I both say, just have your borders and say people can't come across them, is what we should do. Instead of which, we wrap it up in bribery and corruption. 
I And what bothers me is that you cannot have an honest conversation about borders without people saying this is all about race, it's about bigotry, whatever, as opposed to the just normal conduct of a country. Can I also point out that when you ha- that no one wants to talk about the dem- the actual demographics of the migrants, how the majority of them are not fleeing the war. They're not even fleeing Syria. And when you have a disproportionate number of young men arriving in your country— Every, in every culture, the younger and maler you are, the more likely you are to be to commit criminal acts. It's just normal. When did you get in trouble? Well, George, you've been in trouble your whole life. But you know what I'm saying? The mo- when does a guy get in trouble? Between 18 and 28. Yeah, but when no. When you watch yeah. these migrants coming over and you see a disproportionate number in that demographic, you know there's going to be trouble. Not because they're Muslim or because they're from Africa or Asia. It's because they're guys who are 18 to 28. And we are also seeing, by this kind of migration, a disproportionate, we haven't just spoken about women, we are we are also encouraging a, dispar- a wrong attitude towards women uh, because we're importing cultures that are absolutely demeaning of women. And we've seen it. We've seen it in the north of England. We've seen it across Europe. And they, but but descending to bribery and corruption of Turkey is the. And then we then we send four hundred thousand illegal immigrants back. Aren't we really good now? We're sending four hundred thousand back, and we're going to take some other one. Uh, it's just awful. Listen, I gotta go. I'm too upset. Uh, talk to you next week. Mikey <laughs> Thanks, Graham George. In Atlanta, uh, and he's here every week. How can you give time to a guy who uses the phrase "brown people" airtime? I, I, he's absolutely right. The reason that these kind of strictures exist is because we are fundamentally unhappy with people coming from different cultures. He's making that point, but don't wrap it up. Then just be honest about it. Don't wrap it. I believe in borders. I believe in the integrity of nations. And the answer isn't to do. This is Europe's lowest day.